Hello, everybody, and welcome to this 2021 Predictions podcast. My name, Chris Pope, VP of Innovation here at ServiceNow, and I'm very happy to be joined by Mike Bugembe, evangelist, today to talk about these predictions. Hi, Mike. Hi, Chris. Uh, it's, a, it's a data evangelist, not just generic evangelist. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I run a team of evangelists, so uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll adopt you at some point Brilliant. as part of this. So um, I trust you are well. Um, I want to sort of have a chat about a couple of different things today in terms of sort of what's going on in the world and not focus so much on the doom and gloom. Let's try and uh, keep it a little bit more positive on what's going on. And, you know, if you think about this sort of first chapter that we want to talk about, there's a lot of lessons learned through COVID-19 and this forced working that we have of lockdown and restrictions on travel and digital this and digital that and the other, right? You know, if you think about um, sort of, you know, the view of the world that you have and, and looking forward, if you will, what we've sort of learned around you know business in general dis digital business in general through covid you know what would be some of the let's call them highlights that have sort of jumped out to you and some of those challenges that we've we've managed to turn sort of the other way if you will and learn from this yeah no it's a uh, uh, i think Chris, it's an interesting reality if we if we look back to some of the ways of working now or those new things that seem to have been introduced they're, they're new for a majority of people but they haven't been new for Many of us, you know, the ability to um, ability to and desire to work from home remotely has existed for a while. We've been using Zoom, you know, from 2017. I remember, you know, and, and tools like that. If you go even further back, there was Skype. You know, <laughs> um, if you if you can think back that far, and and I can remember the the, the sound it makes when it whenever it rings. Um, <laughs> Um, so they're, they're not new for everybody, but I suppose it's the acceleration of what perhaps many of the early adopters had taken on that's, uh, that's been really interesting, that's uh, almost forced the company's hands. Companies still have to produce, um, we still have to engage, but the um, environment, if you like, uh, that has been built that enables us to connect remotely has actually been in place for a long time. Um, and, and just more of us have taken it on, on board, which is, it's great. It's great that it was there and it wasn't developed this year to support the things that changed this year. So I think that's, that's, a, that's one big highlight for me. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, right? You think about the Zoom phenomenon and video and voice coming together. And, you know, I was talking to someone about this the other day and back in, I think it was 04 or 05, I got my first desk phone, Cisco desk phone, yeah. that was color and it had a camera. And everyone was paranoid about keeping the little slider on, right? Whereas now we sort of, we, we almost think there's a problem like, hey, Mike, why is your camera not on? What are you hiding? You know, right. what's going on? We yeah. always take it for granted, right? And I think, you know, what we've seen is this, um, how we're now in a position, I guess, you know, lockdown 2.0 or whatever we want to call it. And this almost overused concept of the new normal, I yeah. I. I don't like that personally. I think this is reality, right? And I've been working from home, similar probably, you know, to many others and, and like yourself since the early 2000s. And there's a method, there's a there's a, a routine that you need to get into and your own self-discipline beyond, you know, getting up, making your bed, getting washed, getting actually dressed, right? <laughs> but I think how you manage that space and, you know, this this position we're in, if, if this is reality now, you know, 
do we think it's a good thing? Do we think it's healthy? And if you think about that from say even maybe even an innovation standpoint, you know, many innovations in life have come through great traumatic events, if you will. Yeah. What's your view on that in terms of, you know, are we in a good place that this is the reality, we're accepting of it? It's kind of like, let's get on, let's get the job done at this point. Yeah, you know what, 2020 has presented itself from lots of interesting perspectives. You you have some of those who can't wait for it to end, some of those <laughs> who are thinking, actually, this may have been the reset that we needed in many aspects of life. Um, and, and that perhaps also is uh, the same with regards to the work environment. So is it good? Again, it depends on which perspective you're looking at it from, you know, so um, working from home, some people have looked at that as a really inefficient process. Whereas I think if you if you go back all the way to 2012, 2013, there was a, a, a very intentional experiment about working from home. And they found in that experiment conclusively that we were more productive. Yet we never took it on. And, and uh, you know, there's often these things where science has and academia has proven a lot of concepts, but because of inertia and just the way things are, we never really take them on. So I, I, so if you like my judgment from that side, I think it's a good thing because these were things that do allow us to be more productive. Some people would say that it means that we can't connect. Well, and, and as humans, we do need to connect with each other. But I've actually connected with more people during this time yeah. than I have uh, when we had to meet physically. So we've removed barriers to connection. Um, but I do believe with everything, there's a balance, right? So we yeah. can't live our entire lives purely in front of a screen. Yeah, it, it's really interesting. I remember signing a what was called an FWA, a flexible work arrangement back in right. the day, <laughs> which allowed me to work from home one day a week, uh, twice a month. Whereas now I just can't even imagine that would even be enforceable by law, right? It, right. It's, yeah. you know, someone would claim some sort of human uh, uh, issue around that, right? Mm. So I think, you know, you know, personally, our team, you know, we're in 10 different countries around the world. We've always been remote as a team. We travel a lot and move around and things like that. But I think as a culture, we figured it out as a team that what works for us. And I think, you know, within that is the actual technology itself, right? You know, whether it's the ServiceNow platform or, or, you know, Microsoft Teams or Zoom and all these others that have, you know, come to prominence, if you will, you know, having those right digital tools to really create and, and help, I guess, or support a culture of remote working. Um, you know, what have you seen or what do you hear in that space, you know, beyond sort of we've got Zoom fatigue to some extent. Yeah. I quite like a traditional phone call. Um, quite exciting when my phone rings. I kind of forget that it does ring sometimes, right? Because you've got so many apps and so many buttons that we press. I think we've forgotten at times it is actually a telephone as well, right? So how do you see the right digital tools playing into sort of some of that culture where, like you say, we'll never replace the coffee machine, you know, the water cooler bumping in each other in the hallways and so on. But, you know, where has technology helped us create those connections that maybe we're sort of, um, at risk of losing. Yeah, I think um, you, you, you raise a good point there, things like water cooler moments and so forth. What's great about that is we almost need to be intentional about what was good prior to uh, um, the COVID crisis. So we almost need to pause and look back and see what's been good prior to COVID-19 uh, COVID and see what we can replicate in, in, in you know, the digital sense. So you said water cooler moments. It'll be interesting to see. I remember I was part of a talk that asked, um, 
what how do we replicate water cooler moments on zoom you know um because you, you almost you can't predict that that you're going to meet someone at the water cooler or do you leave it on the all, the whole time and just allow people to drop in but it's an interesting way of looking at things rather than saying oh this is the new world we'll never have these things why not let's understand the requirements or what are the things that we would like to have and then ask the question of how do we replicate them digitally you know um uh, yeah so I've, i may have gone off on a tangent there but uh, i think there's there's a question that came as i was speaking right now um, it's almost a philosophical argument that someone was asking, should digital um, replace the existing cultures or should it be influenced by existing cultures mm. or should existing cultures and behaviors influence digital? Um, and there's an interesting approach to that. There's a there's a great example that I remember coming across, which was a, a lift in Israel, I believe, um, that uh, um, allows people. So that's technology sort of supporting existing cultures and traditions, it allows people to continue to observe the Sabbath, where I believe uh, right. there's a, you can't press electric switches and so forth. So how, how do you operate a lift if you live in, in a high rise? But then it allows you to still observe, you know, the traditions and so forth that you have, but it's technology and it's still enabling us to benefit from that technology at the same time. So it's an interesting way of looking at that problem that you raised by, by almost just trying to see whether culture should influence technology and see how we can embed that or the other way around. What are your thoughts that's, on that? That's really, I hadn't thought about that. I've got to be honest. It's really interesting. We were, we were doing some work recently around, you know, how the digital tools where if we're talking to customers, the classic, you know, open the PowerPoint, here we go, 20 slides, let's go again, you know, um, but kind of one of the things, you know, and it's actually Neris on our team who talked about this was, she said, you know, well, remember, everyone consumes information and learns in different ways. Mm. So great videos on, right? Some may learn visually, some may learn orally. Others are more comfortable where it's been explained to them almost one-on-one -on -one or even via the whiteboard, right? And you're sort of writing and drawing away. Um, and I think it's the same thing where, you know, we've moved to, you know, things like Miro for, you know, sort of interactive whiteboarding and modeling and things like that. And that's good, but there's still a, technology step in terms of the learning and i think you know we talk a lot about digital literacy i think there's a technical literacy element that's come out over the last nine months where suddenly i'm probably going to cast all sorts of uh, stereotypes now but you know people that are suddenly working from home permanently who are used to having some sort of support structure around them in an office environment whether that's you know an it team nearby executive support their own EAs or whatever that can help and guide and do things with them. Suddenly they're at home and they've got this thing called a VPN. What the hell is a VPN, <laughs> right? Yeah. And when it goes wrong, what do I even do with it? That's and right. some have got new hardware and new equipment as a result of this. And, and I think, you know, there's been a lot around, you know, the digital tools are a lot of them are there and they've been there a while, but we've never had a compelling or even forcing function to make us use them in yeah. the way we've had to at such speed as well. And then I think within that, like you say, the culture aspect's really interesting in terms of what people are prepared to do. And even some of the boundaries that you do and you don't respect, um, you know, I'm quite happy for certain people 
you know, to meet my children. It, it becomes really interesting where I know some people really respect those barriers and, and the two never cross, right? So I think it's going to be interesting now that this is just the way um, that we're working in a reality way, how we, those cultures will evolve, I think, over time. And yeah. it will always be a little bit weird when we do finally get to meet over a cup of coffee. Will it be awkward? Will it be like a first date? Will we <laughs> look for the guy with the rose in his lapel? It's the only yeah. way I'll recognize you. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, there's, there's something to that, though, because whilst I remember just as we were talking, as you were talking, I talked about let's understand what worked really well and see how potentially we could replicate it. There's also an opportunity to see what worked really well and or, or what we used to do before and remove it completely. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so this yeah. is an opportunity for a refresh in that um, if you look at digital strategies, whenever you're talking about digitization or, or <clears throat> taking companies along that journey, the worst mistake you can do is say, we've got all these processes and we want to digitize them, right? Um, because you might just be carrying on baggage, unnecessary yeah. baggage, unnecessary yep. steps into this new digital world, rather than looking at perhaps the other way around and saying, what are the digital capabilities and what does it allow me to do? And you may reduce your processes from the 15 steps to six, you know, because uh, yep. tech, tech does a lot of that work. So I think there is an interesting thing there. You also made an interesting point about um, meeting with uh, uh, your children and some people really keep those boundaries. You, it's interesting how Zoom has allowed us to either maintain those or remove those. So with Zoom now, we're bringing extra bits of ourselves into the call. Um, I can see the background of your house or, or, or things yeah. like that, you know, the children running around and things like that. So you are bringing more of yourself, your whole self into, into work now, which yeah. you didn't, which you didn't do before. But for those people who don't want to do that, you can create a fake background, right? Yeah. Uh, and then still keep that boundary. So it is interesting. And, and it's interesting to also see those behaviors because we are now far more conscious about what's behind us than we were before. <laughs> I often turn up at my office way often, way more often than I ever used to. And I'm like, what behind me? God help me. You know? It's interesting though. I love the thing around, you know, digitalizing existing practices or, or not yeah. optimized practices. And I think that rush that we initially saw where, you know, all these organizations had events, conferences mm -hmm. planned, you know, some quite large in, in certain parts of the world. Well, you can't just wedge those into a giant online digital thing. Yeah, you you kind of come the other way. You say, what does digital give me that is better than what I was doing, yeah. and what are some things that I was doing that you know what they don't fit that format. Let's not try to wedge them in for the sake of trying to fill an agenda or do something with it. And I think even our own team, the innovation team, we stepped away from a major event that we were planned to do because we felt it would degrade the experience. We yeah. wouldn't get as good as experiences. And that was a big choice to make. And we had lots of sort of head scratching moments, but we sort of come back to the core values of what we were doing and says, does this provide the customer the right experience of what we do and the quality that we want? And if we can't honestly answer those questions, then we don't do it. You know, That's and right. I think that, that people need to sort of, I think at times you make, a better impact or you get more respect by making that larger decision rather than just being like everybody else. Yeah. Trying yeah. to wedge something else online. Right. So yeah. it's, yeah. it's an interesting thought for sure in terms of how all that comes together.
There, there's one other thing I'd, I'd love to say in, as part of this conversation when we talked about, um, you know, what, what people are missing. Is it good? Is it bad? Um, I do wonder if there's also therefore been a shift in the, 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 the successful personality at work. So say, for example, before the extrovert was the, you know, who shouts loudest or speaks more or interacts with more people, more popular, therefore more useful. And are we in an age now where the introvert potentially could, uh, uh, could shine <laughs> through significantly better? I know for me personally, uh, in, in the data space, um, and it's, it's a bit stereotypical, but a lot of uh, people who operate in this space tend to be more of the introverted type. So this period has been fantastic. And they've really thrived and they've enjoyed it. I have my middle son who, when they were working, doing school from home. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. Same as working from home. Sorry. Yeah. When they were all doing their Zoom calls and everything at school, he, he just took off and excelled. It was a completely different child and it really right. suited him. Uh, and I don't know if there's something about the, uh, the screen creating a layer of protection for the more introverted type of individual. Whereas the extroverts, I have another child as an extrovert, really struggled. You know, whose energy comes from being around people. And I didn't realize that it came from being physically around people, you know. Right. So it's, it's an interesting shift in, in the successful personalities at work now, I think. That's amazing and fascinating. And, and thank you, Mike. I really appreciate that. So hopefully that's been interesting, insightful, and we'll wrap up this chapter of our 2021 predictions. So thank you from me, Chris Pope, and thank you from Mike. Thank you, Chris. Thank you.